0: Vista, episode 178. I am Ben, and I am here in hell, struggling to figure out what to do with my hands or where to look as a group of my friends sing happy birthday to me for all eternity. In the room over from me, perpetually overhearing a conversation in which two people are trying to recall the title of the 1994 Steven Seagal film On Deadly Ground, but completely unable to chime in and tell them what uh, the title is because his mouth has been sewn shut, it's Andrew. Hi, Andrew. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, he's like um ah oh, so there's um I think there's like an oil oil rig and he's like um <laughs> <laughs> oh not alone in an adjacent room existing normally in his own body it's Theo hey hi Theo now this hasn't actually been a big change for me no hell uh you basically arrived yep and just went oh oh okay yep <laughs> still here well figures <laughs> okay do you want me to should I, uh, I'll just, um, yep. and in this room.
1: Uh, I'm sort of, and I'm sort of standing in here and there's a lot of people, there's actually quite a few other people in this room and they're just talking to each other. Mm. And I kind of know them, but I haven't also been like properly introduced.
0: And sometimes their body well. language will angle towards you as if they're including you in the conversation, but they'll never sort of make eye contact with no, you. Or, no, yeah. no.
1: And, and I'm not really sure whether, you know, they might be in in the middle of, talking about something quite important, mm. uh, a cool story. I don't. I certainly don't want to interrupt, and is they, the they, thing.
0: They're talking about something you're sort of familiar with, but again, they seem, no, they're sort of turning away slightly, maybe that's... Yeah. Yeah, and the, you could sit down, maybe, but those chairs well, are very I, close to those I other made people.
1: Eye, I made eye contact. No, she's turning away. She's mm. she's actually purposefully turned away.
0: Mm. Uh, I don't think that's good, but... So a couple of it? thousand years of that. Yep. A couple of million years of that, basically an infinite amount of time of that. Mm-hmm. Yep.
2: Oh, I've unpicked my lips. Uh, it was his directorial debut. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, Michael oh, Caine really clearly close. didn't I'm, want to be there. I might have, uh, as I have many times on this podcast, confused uh, on deadly ground with fire down below. Well,
2: that's reasonable. They're both uh, environmentally themed movies, and this I'll- is
0: definitely we should talk about these at length for as long as possible because I know people love that.
2: Look, I'll give you. I'll give you one bit of trivia. Yeah. One bit of trivia from On Deadly Ground, uh, Seagal's directorial debut, uh, in which he kills Michael Caine, at the head of, a, of an oil company.
0: Michael Caine doing the Australian-ish accent, sort of, kind of?
2: He's doing an American accent for around 50% of the film.
1: <laughs> yeah, He loves to give it a bit of a try.
2: He, and, he, and he just drops straight into Michael Caine for whole portions of it where he clearly is just not interested in what's happening at all.
0: I mean, for his whole life, he has been hired to do the Michael Caine voice. So you can understand that it might be difficult for him to sort of branch out of that. Yeah.
2: So um, so there's a big speech at the end of this where, like, uh, Steven Seagal's character, Forrest Taft, <laughs> goes, <laughs> goes, yep. goes to give a big speech about um, about oil companies and air pollution and stuff to some UN-like body. Uh, apparently, he filmed almost 40 minutes of footage for the environmental message at the end of the movie and planned to use it all in the final cut. Uh, after pressure from Warner Brothers and a disastrous preview screening where audience members booed, laughed, and made obscene <laughs> gestures for the entire sequence, <laughs> Segal cut the final scene down to about seven minutes.
0: So this is kind of like... Uh, in Seven minutes At- is still
2: so long.
0: In Atlas Shrugged, uh, there is a 90-page monologue from one of the characters. Continuous, unbroken, 90-page speech delivered. Uh, except she didn't cut it. It's still in there.
2: That is exactly what a libertarian dreams of, though.
0: So I think we can say pretty conclusively, uh, and I don't know if this was in debate beforehand or not, that Stephen Seagal is a better artist than Ayn Rand. Yeah. I think so.
3: <sighs>
0: you could so, probably, like, do one of those judo flips
1: on her as well. God, <laughs> <laughs> imagine it. Like,
2: because C- like, clearly, by, by watching his movies and cl- and clearly by reputation, he also, like... He works really stiff with stuntmen like he hits people really hard yeah, when, yeah. When no,
1: he sucks big time
3: he's when like
2: I, I don't know I don't know if he knows this but you don't actually have to do that for the movie like it's it's part of the magic of film um but now I'm picturing him just doing like an an aikido uh, clothesline to <laughs> Ayn Rand <laughs> just smashing her through the floor
0: yeah <laughs> putting her all the way through Her, like, stack of manuscripts. (laughs) I'm picturing him, like, fighting his way into hell just to do one powerful judo move on her, uh, and then climbing straight back out.
2: Her her hell is that she's uh, trying to recite the 90-minute, the 90-page monologue.
0: (laughs) Or it's just uh, her friends and relatives asking for help moving. Yeah, I was like, no, I don't no. owe you anything. She's she's How stuck in an you? American in oh, sorry, stuck in the waiting
1: room of an Australian ER as people kind of come out of the ER and just say like, Oh yeah, no, I'm all done and they're like, Cool, that's no charge. Do I need to fix anything up? No, no, no. you're okay. The state has taken care of <laughs> she's you. She's just screaming,
2: No <laughs> doing the, the Darth Vader, no. Oh, uh, so since we are in hell, uh, somebody has prepared for us. Specifically, a presentation, which is the kind of thing you would be shown in hell. Mm-hmm. I think uh, Ben found this and sent it to me specifically to upset me.
0: Yep, that's true,
2: and it worked really well. To be honest, this this is from Foursquare, a company that nobody understands.
0: Like, so my the last time I thought about Foursquare was. Their original thing was that you could sort of check into places and you ranked up. You'd be like, I am the mayor of this coffee club because I go there three times a day and I check in every time.
2: Wait, are you, are you ranking up by checking into the same place repeatedly or are yes. you ranking up by checking into lots of different places so or sort some of combination com- of the two?
0: It competitively ranked regulars going to the same spots over and over again. Oh, fuck. So, yeah, you would be like, well, this is my coffee club. There's a guy who's trying to get better at it than me, but uh, I come in here one extra time a day to pay twenty five dollars for a sandwich just to spite him.
2: I'm the world leader in visiting the Dubbo McCafe.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> 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 oh so yeah, like it it also it also seems of course like a concept that like a lot of things, uh, thanks to the monopolistic behavior of companies like Facebook and Instagram and stuff, has just become entirely redundant. Like it was, it was the sort of, if I'm remembering correctly, the original kind of location-based service where you checked in and could say I was at this place. Yeah. A- and now every social media, yeah, service and then Facebook's
0: like, oh yeah, we'll just do that as well. What if oh, we hey, had a thing like
3: that
2: also
0: you're at a place? Oh yep, there we go. It's that easy.
2: Yep, so you can just tag yourself in there. So this is a post from Foursquare uh, on the Foursquare website. And this is about their new brand. And this is a subject that is near and dear to my heart, having worked for many years in in graphic design and web design and worked at creative agencies and stuff like that and also worked at companies that had creative agencies pitching brands to them. Uh, And it is a truly... Soul rending process.
1: Now, you, I think someone said just a bit ago that we're not really sure what it is, what it is that Foursquare does. Mm-hmm. But I think <laughs> perhaps this will all be all become clear. <laughs> okay, yeah, maybe this they'll very, spell it out. In very
3: this.
1: well explained. Uh, right. Whatever shall, this
2: is, shall I? Shall I take us through the post? A new look and feel. Introducing Foursquare. Everywhere. Rhymes. That's a great start. A word from Dennis. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you guys, you're familiar with Dennis, right?
0: The famous Dennis Foursquare.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Classic Dennis.
1: No one, there cannot be like any billionaires named Dennis, right? God,
2: I hope not.
0: You know how like... uh, Pornhub, Pornhub has a bunch of Twitter accounts that are like, Pornhub and then a person's name. Yeah, Den- yeah. Dennis Pornhub. This is, this is- <laughs> Pornhub Dennis. Pornhub
2: Dennis says, when we started Foursquare over a decade ago, we never imagined the incredible evolution we'd undergo as a company. What started as the check-in app, which is, I believe, the only thing we understand it to be. Mm-hmm. Quickly outgrew the confines of even our most ambitious expectations, evolving into what's seen today as the unapologetic leader (laughs) in location technology.
0: I refuse to apologize for being the leader in location technology. (laughs)
2: A lesser man would run a company where he was constantly groveling before yeah. people. I yeah. am so sorry for being the leader in location technology.
1: You know how we're sick of companies, can, you know, just constantly apologising for being mm. the leader in location technology. Mm. If there's Finally. one
2: thing, if there's one thing too many companies are doing, it's apologising for. Mm. <laughs>
0: Foursquare the aren't afraid to take up space. They are valid. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Our data tells stories.
0: No, it doesn't. <gasps> no, it doesn't. It does not.
2: Fuck. Our data tells stories about how people move through the world. No, you That's know what tells stories about them. you're tracking them <laughs> yeah. in their pockets. That's no, the my story.
1: my Google Maps data tells <laughs> a story about how I moved through the drive-in at the Mount Palabar Road McDonald's.
0: When was the last time you went through that drive-in? Oh,
1: probably four days ago, something like that. You're getting that Since... McRib. Yeah, I like a, like a nuggie. I don't think I'm ever going to... I'm not a McRib boy.
0: I've never had a McRib. Do oh, love I can't imagine nugs,
1: myself eating a McRib. I'm That's imagining like...
0: it right now. <laughs> I've loved it. You're wearing a little bib. <laughs> 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 Got your McBib so, on. Smacking your lips before you get into it. It's beautiful. Got
1: a little knife and fork.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> you bought, bought your own to the restaurant.
0: <laughs> <laughs> bought out a fancy plate to put it on. You're telling everyone that walks past that this is a treat because you're a good boy.
2: Since day one, our focus has been on inventing the future of what's possible with location technology. (laughs) Awesome. Can I just... Inventing the future of what's possible with location technology, which we are not apologizing for being the leader of. And so I
0: think we've all got a pretty clear picture of what they do. (laughs) So far, so good.
2: Today, our data and technology enable new mobile experiences across thousands of apps, improve advertising and marketing mm. through a deeper understanding of people and places and all of their data that we sell, and help to shape the stories our customers and partners tell about their own brands. Customers love telling stories about their own brands.
0: Love it. What the fuck is wrong with people? Someone wrote this. Yeah, Dennis, Mark- Dennis wrote this and he looked at it and he went, yep. This
2: sounds true. (laughs) Someone didn't just write this. Somebody was paid to write this. And I think that's an important distinction.
1: Dennis, you have an advertising API. What's more, our data
2: and technology are helping to make the world a better, safer place. They've said that Mm. very conclusively. Foursquare for good. Uh, capitalized, indicating that this is some kind of charity arm, has contributed to numerous important projects over the years, including finding ways to make our foot traffic data accessible to those helping to contain the pandemic. We see no limits to the ways location technology can be put to work, and we are also not apologizing for being the leader of it. There's been no shortage of challenges and growing pains along the road. We've seen colleagues come and go, braced ourselves through periods of fluctuating success. Mm-hmm. Like, what's it a, what's a called when your success fluctuates <laughs> way down on the graph?
0: They're sort of <laughs> implying that things have gone up and down, but only within the bounds of success. So sometimes we've succeeded more, sometimes we've succeeded less, but we've never not been succeeding.
2: It's a great bit to make, like, to make a chart. And one axis is just success. <laughs> like success is down, but you know but we're still, it's still we're success. <laughs> we're still doing thirty points of success. <laughs> uh, we've expanded by bringing placed and factual under the foursquare umbrella. It's really all. hard
1: to imagine how we would live our lives without those, um, <laughs>
0: yeah, a- 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 apps, S- services, Lo-
2: modules, services, APIs. F- it could Plug- be anything. Companies?
0: Concepts. Through it all.
2: We've never wavered in our efforts to protect consumer privacy while paving a path forward for our business and our industry and we've continually delivered delightful experiences for both our enterprise customers and consumer app delightful
0: users. Mm. <laughs> no one what? has been delighted Absolutely by anything nobody. foursquare has done ever
1: you know the only thing that like delivers a delightful experience is jobs. Hand those handjobs, those little those little packs of cards that have the n- nudies on the back of them. <laughs> <laughs> um, a cup that kind of the is starts off black and when you put coffee in there dissolves to show a picture, um, perhaps <laughs> of a joke or of a cat or something like or that. Those a are a delightful experience. Or perhaps a nude lady. You know what I else? I, uh, the those pens the, where you yeah, turn the pen <laughs> <laughs> upside down, <laughs> the <red laughs> lady's
0: clothes
2: fall off. That right. That is the original consumer delight experience. Is turn <laughs> you turn the pen upside down What's this? and it's a, it's where? It's a clothed clothes?
0: lady? Wait, well, hey, whoa, whoa, whoa! Oh, whoa. <laughs> What's going on here? <laughs> Wait a damn second!
2: <laughs> I believe that's what led to the development of uh, those bars you can put up in a doorway, and the boots you can hang yourself upside down. You know. <laughs>
0: For optimum upside down pen <laughs> viewing experience.
2: Well, she's she's only she's only naked. She's only naked when the pens upside down. So you want up. to see her you
0: want to see it nude right. and right side up. Yeah, I want as to see, as, see your, as your brain fo- slowly fills with blood. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to pass out. <laughs> I
1: wonder.
3: I wonder how Jack order
1: autoerotic
2: <laughs> How do you think Jacking off goes?
0: Brain oxygen deprivation. <laughs>
2: How do you think uh jacking off goes if you're upside down and like your your heart's oh. trying to work the blood up there, you know?
0: Well you'd have to
1: be careful with your aim. <laughs> Unless I think you've got a few concerns.
0: Yeah. Uh, a lot. if you've ever done the uh Michael Keaton Batman upside down sleep and also jacked off, uh let us know how that went for hmm? you.
2: Uh only to a nudie pen though. I don't want to hear about it if it's to any school. Sort of <laughs> well, what if you're stuff. like holding
0: your laptop like <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's how, uh, that's how Mike Pence burst that blood vessel in his <laughs>
0: eyeball. Good on him for giving it a go, honestly.
3: Oh, boy.
2: Uh, consumer delight. Sleeps. Delivering delightful experiences for enterprise customers. I'll tell you right now, none of your enterprise customers have ever been delighted by anything you've done. Uh, and also, I was at a conference a week or two ago, uh, virtually, of course. And... There was like an an experience design thing, and and this guy was talking about how the language of designing, trying to delight, design like um, customer delight, because that's been the 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 phrase for oh, a while. God damn, and it sucks. It sucks. And he was like, everybody stop saying that now. <laughs> <laughs> but part of part of the this dude's presentation was about like designing for emotion, right? And um, but he was specifically going into things like, hey, if, uh, you know, redesigning uh, part of the process in America for like submitting your taxes. And if you get to the part where it's like, do you still have a partner? And you have to say, no, they died. Uh, that you that you put something in there that says, hey, sorry,
1: sorry, where's <laughs> sorry. Sorry.
2: sorry about you. <laughs> Hey, I'm sorry about your dead husband. Uh we we can just skip over that step.
3: <laughs> uh,
2: you know, and that kind of thing is meaningful to people. It's not just going, Hey, what if we had a nice a nice gif of a thumbs up when you hit the button that allows us to track your every moment and also we we can tell which restaurants you shat in uh <laughs> by
0: <laughs> LinkedIn in the toilets for a very long time.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, his altitude just went down by 40 centimetres. <laughs> been there for five minutes. We can tell from his patterns of movement in his house that that is the average time. When you've been through as much growth and change as we've been through, mm. it doesn't come as a surprise. More change
1: than growth, I would say.
2: Well, <laughs> doesn't come as a surprise that your brand, your identity as a company and culture, mm. both internally and externally, must also evolve. Of course, rebranding is no easy feat. There's so much to consider. What story do you want the new brand to say about your company? What elements of the past do you want to preserve? And when is the right time to undergo such a massive undertaking? Finding the answers to these questions and so many more took months. And I'm assuming a lot of money. But here's a quick pass at the story of how we went from the check-in app, end quote, to where I feel we should be. An enterprise brand with swagger.
0: When I think of... Foursquare. I think of nothing but pure, unbridled, cockswinging cool.
2: (laughs) (laughs) We didn't wake up one day and realize we were no longer solely a consumer brand. In fact, our expansion into B2B and SaaS uh, was strategic and intentional. But still, it hasn't always been easy to reconcile our consumer brand heritage with our accelerating success in the enterprise space.
0: I hate these people so much. I just have nothing but contempt for anyone that's even peripherally involved with anything like this.
2: I wish I didn't know what all of this meant. Mm. Yeah,
0: sorry. What I meant to say is I have contempt for you. I know. We
2: needed a brand identity that paid homage to our heritage while simultaneously underscoring our credibility and instilling trust with both businesses and consumers.
1: So you've gone the homage there.
2: Yeah. It's an American guy named Dennis. He's not saying homage. (laughs) That's true. Yes, who we are as a company has been reshaping for years, but about a year and a half ago we made a monumental move that set our company on a fast track to become the undisputed leading independent location data company in the world. Cool. Then they, mm-hmm. they they did some acquisitions and some mergers and stuff. Recognizing that you have a bit of an identity crisis on your hand is one thing. Figuring out the way to solve the problem is a journey in and of itself. After many internal brainstorms and well intentioned debates.
0: To me, that implies that the debates got ugly. <laughs> Every like, 100, yeah. This is Dennis is exactly working it. through some stuff here. Yeah. Of like, yep.
2: Several people left. There uh-huh.
0: were some very, very deeply personal things that were said. Uh, they were well intentioned, Sharice.
1: Yep. It's
0: the brand long. is swanky, not swaggery, you <laughs> cunt.
2: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> After many meetings with the experts over at Playlab Incorporated, oh
0: my God, mm. these fucks! Playlab play. Incorporated, Incorporated is like the name of the company from the movie Toys, I assume.
2: Yes, very you get
0: much. in there you get in the lobby, you sit down at a little like
1: raw timber desk, and it's got little like the little uh, ABC blocks that babies play with, mm-hmm. uh, and the receptionist kind of comes over and says, "Oh, we like to." We like to integrate play into our work. Which is
3: why you're play sitting Lab on a bag.
2: <laughs> the, the ABC does stand for always be closing. <laughs> so after many meetings with the experts over at fucking Play Lab Incorporated, we came to four conclusions. Our new brand identity needed to capture the trademark playfulness that has always you're a been brand.
1: S- <laughs> you exist to make money.
2: <laughs> Foursquare.
1: Just fucking... The, tra-
2: the trademark playfulness that has always been synonymous <sighs> with the fucking check-in app. The
1: check-in app. Square. You're not Neopets.
2: <laughs> At the same time, the new brand identity must let clients know that they can trust us while simultaneously being culturally contemporary and interesting. The yeah. brand identity must set a tone of independence and empathy.
1: What
0: does that mean? What I don't does? need no one... Foursquare to be empathic while it's
1: tracking my movements. I'm I not even swilling you... this brand identity in my mouth around like <laughs> a fine wine. Mm, it says tones of independence and empathy.
2: So, um, and then finally, this new brand identity was going to be cool. No. It wasn't. needed to be executed in the right way. So let's just run back over that for a second. This new branding. Has to capture trademark playfulness and let clients know that they are trustworthy and be culturally contemporary and interesting while having a tone of independence and empathy and also being very cool. You know how you look at brands and you think, ah, they've really nailed the eight attributes they were going for. Fucking ridiculous.
0: So fucking stupid.
2: Introducing Foursquare Everywhere. After months of intense work, we arrived at a brand identity that we feel perfectly encapsulates who we are and where we are headed. The end result is a pared back look that in its simplicity actually feels quite bold. Intentionally minimal in aesthetics, it's designed to scale as the company grows. The artifacts of Foursquare's previous life needed to be left behind. The colors, the typography, the logo, photography, and art direction move past where Foursquare was and show the public where we're going next. Contemporary, adaptive, credible. This brand identity is timeless yet contemporary. It's credible and independent. Stands out from the crowd with authority and swagger. We present to you our new brand identity, which I will sum up to the people listening as... The word Foursquare written in uppercase in a sans serif font,
0: and not even like a nice sans serif font. It's, it's nothing. It's just no. It's if-
2: they mm-hmm. th- th- okay. So what they what they had to do. This is coming from a professional perspective. Um, somebody wrote out Foursquare with caps lock on with Google Sans, maybe Helvetica. And they went, wow, that's cool. Also, that font is free and available to everyone else in the world. Uh, so they went and picked a licensable, paid-for version of a sans-serif font that was as close to like Google Sans as they could possibly get so that they could say, we are using a specific typeface that is part of
0: our brand. How many hundreds of thousands of dollars do you reckon they spent
2: I would say for a company like this that has done a bunch of mergers and acquisitions and shit like that, I would guess personally, <sighs> I I would say like one hundred to three hundred thousand dollars.
1: Yeah, mm. awesome. Uh, the font, by the way, is Authentic Sans. Uh, mm-hmm. A desktop license uh, costs you one hundred dollars. Just probably in the upper kind of echelons for a single font.
0: Right. If you Google authentic sans, the first thing Google tries to autocomplete is authentic sanskrit tattoos. Huh. Hmm. Might just be yours. Might just be mine. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a second. This guy smokes weed.
2: It learns, it learns <laughs> some stuff. It learns some stuff from you over time, you know. Um, but I, I think if you were to look up authentic sans and google sans and helvetica and then type out the word foursquare in all of them in all caps i think you would be relatively hard pressed to find any difference between them except for maybe the queue like, like maybe the queue's slightly different you know and that's like,
1: certainly worth the three hundred thousand dollars
2: i i really i really do urge people if you have the time just, like, Google Foursquare new brand or whatever. See if you can find this post. Because- I believe they've
0: updated their new website. So, if you just go to Foursquare.com, it will show you. Uh, and it looks like, Theo, you would have been dealing a lot with this, but, uh, like, the default sort of, uh, like, bootstrap or whatever where they show you what a website can look like. Yeah, use u- Using their grid layout, but with no style applied to it. That's what this looks like. 100%.
2: It's, um yeah, for me, it's and there's there's another font that they've like paired it with for the
0: oh, for the, the body, body text copy and looks stuff like that. It's fucking awful.
2: But yeah, so so basically this whole thing is that they have taken a generic sans serif font and then like a generic uh, like that sort of code looking font like American typewriter and that's it. They have one color and uh, they've paid a shitload of money for it. And it looks like Vice Magazine in 2006. Mm. And nothing says contemporary and trustworthy like Vice Magazine in 2006. One of you the know? world's
0: most trustworthy publications. <laughs> from one of the world's most current times, 14 years ago.
2: God damn. Probably Absolutely. the 14th
0: most current year. <laughs> that <I> would say.
2: <laughs> Just infuriating. Infuriating stuff
4: are you tired of paying nothing for the same old superior quality free episodes of the bunta vista podcast do you want less politics and more content about diarrhea or animals gone wild are you tired of skipping through those hours upon hours of paid product placement for mark Wahlberg film shooter well boy do i have the offer of a lifetime for you that's right for just five us dollars a month you too can be a premium vip member of the bunta vista patreon that's right, just five US dollars for all of our bonus episodes. That's over 300 hours of content from the hosts you know and definitely tolerate. I'll even throw in access to our glamorous and exclusive Discord server, where bizarre arguments only happen once or twice a week at most. Head to patreon.com buntavista Sign up in the next five minutes and I won't know because that's not my job, but you'll be enjoying the sweet satisfaction of supporting us, and we will love you romantically for it. That's my promise to you.
2: Uh, hey, this next segment—are we gonna? Are we? Is this? Is this like a follow-up to a previous omens and portents?
0: I don't know if we ever discussed in the first place.
1: Oh, okay. No, we we've certainly we we covered a different mystery sound. We do um, love those long ago. Um, on uh, that was on the episode Jim's Wet Dome. Um, I think any weird sounds we're up
0: for. Love hmm. to hear. Show some sort of weird sound corner. Hmm. And I'm not talking about the entire podcast. Huh.
2: Hmm. A bit hurtful.
0: <laughs> this is from the New
2: York Post. <laughs> ben, would you like
0: to um, lay this one on us? I certainly would. Uh, headline here is Mystery of Booming Sound in New Jersey Apparently Solved. The it was Mysterious Tony Soprano. Mm. No, I don't think that's true mysterious booming sound that's been rocking in New Jersey Town is apparently the result of a homemade, quote, hail cannon designed by a vineyard owner to protect his crop from bad weather, he and police told The Post. (laughs) Rob Butkowski, Mm -hmm. that is, Butkowski of Hamilton, said he's been firing off the sonically loud cone-shaped contraption. You can just say loud. You can just say loud, yeah. Yeah, Yeah,
1: We we don't think it's like his style or something. (laughs) Oh, so it's <laughs> visibly it's, it's, loud <laughs>
0: contraption. So it's, it's loud a very bad
1: party shirt.
2: It's loud in a
0: sound sense. Mm, okay, yeah, it's a loud sort of a sound kind of loudness. Uh, the sonically loud cone-shaped contraption, which blasts shockwaves up to the sky to break up cloud formations and scare away birds that nibble his grapes. <laughs> really, <laughs> hey, these just... birds are
1: friggin nibbling my <laughs> grapes, and also I want those clouds to fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> just
2: shoot, shoot the birds and be done with it. You know. Jeez. Seems uh, like overkill. That's what I'm saying.
0: It sounds like a jet going by, says Butkowski, 34. It's like the loudest thing you've ever heard. Just blew through your chest. It's amazing. <laughs> Butkowski, he
1: surprised by the thing that he built.
0: Holy shit, this thing is so loud. He is stunned by it. This kicks ass. Uh, but Kowski, who works in construction, said he made the 16 foot long machine, quote, from scratch, using scrap metal from street sides and other objects because he was, quote, bored from all this COVID shit. <laughs> using directions he found <laughs> online, he rigged a mixture of acetylene and oxygen in a propane propane tank to create an explosion that blasts from the barrel to keep icy weather at bay. For weeks, he's been it, firing does it off work? the thunderous shockwaves. Hmm? Does, it, does it work? I don't know. My gut feeling is no, but I am not a meteorologist. They're not. They're not saying that it doesn't work. No one has pointed this out in the article. No. Uh, for weeks, he's been firing off the thunderous shockwaves, which travel thirty thousand feet in a one point five mile radius above his five acre. Yeah, pond, he not, said. Not really sure how that. So I think what they're trying to say is out. it goes thirty thousand feet up. Within a one point five mile radius, which also doesn't make sense because they're describing a cylinder, which is not really how waves would dissipate. Mm. Uh, yeah, I, I think they've just done a bad job describing that. <laughs> you can see the split. Cl- you can see the split clouds apart. Okay. You can see the split clouds apart. He said. You can hear it rip. It's a very confusingly written article. You can Hear the clouds mm-hmm. rip, or. You you can hear... <laughs> that doesn't seem right. You can hear it rip.
2: You know that You know that classic tearing sound a cloud makes?
0: Oh, those clouds are ripping enough. Windy Police day chief... and
2: this, the skies are full of the sounds of tearing clouds.
0: This is all very strange. Uh, Hamilton Police Chief Kevin Freel said the cannon is responsible for the mystery boom that has baffled and frustrated nearby residents. Many of whom have reported the sound to local cops. <laughs> so, sorry, you mm-hmm. know, the last time we talked about this, there was a
1: mystery sound, and the there was, they kept ringing into the police all the time. And they're like, you know, we've checked it out, we've looked at all this. Like every new report's in the same place. Uh, strangely, every report from this is in a 1.5 mile radius around this guy's <laughs> house. <laughs> and then they go to this guy's house. He's like, yeah, that's my loud cannon. <laughs> It's friggin' amazing. That's my my cloud blaster.
2: It's really loud. I'm shocked every time it goes off.
0: You're talking about the explosion machine? Yeah, that's that's it. (laughs) Uh, But the gadget is likely perfectly legal, Friel said. Perfectly legal. It doesn't fire projectiles, and it's not a firearm or an explosive, Friel said, adding there are no plans to stop him. It uses gas and that's it
1: We can't possibly stop this (laughs) man It's gas, gas
0: is not a crime From firing off his God killer cannon (laughs) Every day he points it heavenwards And he (laughs) attempts to murder God And we cannot stop him from doing this Because he is an American and this is still America The only possible legal issue would be a noise violation After 10pm Which is moot because Botkowski stops using the machine Around (laughs) 8pm
2: 8 p.m. It's still quite Christ. late in the
0: day to keep using your God killer.
2: Like trying to put your baby to sleep. <laughs> Sorry, sir. There's nothing we can do. It's it's
0: 7:59. Shaking all the mortar out of between your bricks. <laughs> uh, so the police in nearby Mullica Township, where cops were flooded with complaints about the noise, are skeptical that the contraption could be heard from 10 miles away. <laughs> Molokka Township Police Chief Brian Zek said the boom may be coming from multiple sources. We're looking into Butkowski, and we're looking into all other possibilities, he said. Butkowski, for his part, has no plans to stop firing the cannon, he said. (laughs) I'm going to do whatever I want as long as it's legal, he said. Meanwhile, neighbours are praying his boomer gets busted. Every time it goes off, I think there's been an accident, said Sean Guevara, a 43-year-old mum who lives next door. Quote, it scares the poop out of us. This is just such a a beautiful tale of freedom, of free enterprise, of human ingenuity, Mm -hmm. and who the fuck knows whether it works or not.
1: Now, Andrew, I have... Um there is a video at the bottom of that article. Are you would you be so kind as to cue that up?
0: Right. Okay, it's good to go. Uh. Three, two, one. Yeah, that was a little too much.
3: Holy...
1: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like- um, I, I am not surprised they could hear that 10 miles away.
0: What, that sounded like some sort of fucking alien craft I punching know. through the atmosphere. That's uh. That is extremely disconcerting.
2: My goodness.
0: Imagine just being out for like an afternoon walk and just hearing <laughs> that in the <laughs> distance and just being like, oh, great, I'm going to get home and civilization will have collapsed. Fantastic.
2: I'm just really imagining, um, I'm really imagining like what all of the local birds look like, you know, like half their feathers falling out.
0: <laughs> just <laughs> fucking so haggard. extremely terrified.
2: yeah, Extremely upset all the time. Oh, my goodness. Uh, speaking of things that scare the shit out of you and ruin your sleep, uh, it's time for a bit of a update of Kyrgyzstan Watch.
0: Now, what we need is a cover of that Sting uh, with traditional Eastern European musical instruments. Okay. Uh, so if you play any traditional Eastern European musical instruments...
2: Perhaps a, a balalaika? Couldn't tell you. Those are the the gigantic guitars.
0: If you play one of those gigantic Eastern European guitars, the uh, (laughs) Balalaika, please cover that sting for us and send it in. We will not pay you. Hmm. we should put it on Fiverr again? (laughs) Again? Have we put something on Fiverr before?
1: Uh, A friend of the show, uh, Alex, uh, got someone on Fiverr to make Ah. the worst uh, uh, SCAR cover Mm. of the Punta Vista
0: Theme tune. Very, oh, all right. Well, very let, bad. we'll put that up on Fire and we'll see how it goes. I wonder how many Balalaika players there are on there.
2: So, um, we were talking about Kyrgyzstan a little while ago due to our skyrocketing numbers uh, in that wonderful country. And we got an email from listener Aubrey uh, who said, My girlfriend is Kyrgyz and I recommended to her the other week to download Toilet Cucked on Father's Day. Mm-hmm. That's a an episode of this show because I'm trying to acclimatize her to our beautiful Australian culture. Uh, she did it on her iPhone, so she might be your Kyrgyz listener. She's not in Kyrgyzstan, but she's here with me in the U- in Ukraine. Uh, maybe it showed up from some sort of earlier registration or something. This was followed up by another message that said, Yep, we checked, and it's her. Her Apple ID is still linked to a Kyrgyz bank card. Please meet your loyal Kyrgyz fan base, Bermet.
0: So, like... What do you reckon the uh, podcast market is like in the Kogos Republic that one person subscribing to the podcast puts us at number four in the news category?
3: Well,
2: it's a theory at this point. You know, mm. could, could be hundreds of thousands of people. I don't know.
0: <laughs> could well be. Yeah.
2: Uh, she can tell you whatever facts you need to know about Kyrgyzstan. For example, you might be familiar with the rise of Sadir Japarov to national leadership, but are you familiar with Albasti, the sleep paralysis monster who recently got a sexy makeover? No, I was not familiar. No, with no. Albasti, the sleep paralysis monster. So I immediately went and just spent hours reading about uh, Albasti and various. Uh, sleep paralysis folklore demons. Um, so I thought I might give us a little a little primer on Albasti, if that's okay. Uh, Albasti, or al is an ancient female spirit, the personification of guilt found in folklore throughout the Caucasus Mountains, with origins going as, back, as far back as Sumerian mythology.
0: See, that's so interesting, because uh, over here, the personification of guilt is Theo. Hmm.
1: And that goes back at least...
3: 30-something
1: <laughs> 30 30 years. Decades. Something years. decades. Uh, so,
2: in Sumerian folklore, a variation of the Albasti myth stretches back uh, to Sumerian times as one of the names given to Lilith, the Talmudic first wife of Adam, cast out of paradise for her willfulness and independence. Ah, the worst qualities a woman can have. Demonic. <laughs> mm. uh, in Turkic folklore, Albasti has often been confused as both a mayor... A succubus, as well as any number of Middle Eastern female spirits, which are told to enter a man's erotic dreams. However, the difference in the Albasti legends is that she is not a sexual spirit; rather, that she visits those who have guilty souls and come and what's from the difference? Come from families that have committed <laughs> bloody crimes that have gone unpunished, uh, like Jack and I assume. In Armenian folklore, there is a further version of Albasti, referred to simply as Al. Uh, a demon of childbirth who blinds unborn children and causes miscarriages and stillbirths to women who have committed crimes that have gone unpunished.
0: Uh, I should have called it Weird Owl, Because <laughs> that's a pretty weird thing to do. In this form, she
2: appears as a spirit of flame with snake-like hair, brass fingernails, and iron teeth. She hides in damp places.
1: She lives in Ben's cupboards. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know what you're implying, but fuck
3: off.
2: <laughs> uh, so this this is a very very commonly known folklore tale, right, throughout Kyrgyzstan and and other parts of the Caucasus and stuff like that. So um, like their
1: Santa Claus. So in
2: in twenty <laughs> 20- bringing,
1: bringing young children across the land, a bag of human teeth <laughs> every year.
2: Um, so this, this is one of a long line of like cryptids, uh, folklore demons and stuff like that, that are all basically variations of an explanation for sleep paralysis, right? Uh, we're all familiar with the concept of sleep paralysis, I'm sure.
0: It's pretty fucked that we have a thing that sort of bakes into our brain, the concept of a demon that's trying to suffocate you. It's pretty wild.
2: Well, because there's the whole thing as well that um, apparently one of the common one of the common things that happens with sleep paralysis, right? So, for anybody who is not familiar with it, uh, it is basically where your your brain starts to wake up from out of like deep sleep, um, but all of your all of your motor senses and skills and stuff don't come back online. Basically, so you become conscious. Uh, But kind of half asleep and you can't move any of your body. Um, But also because you are simultaneously conscious and still in a bit of a residual dream state, you also see things that are not actually happening. And one of the most common ones that people see is a like dark figure uh, standing nearby, often like in the corner of the room or perched up high or something. Uh, watching over them in a freaky-deaky way, <laughs> and understandably, people don't really care for it. Uh, there was a whole documentary about it. I'm trying to remember the name of it. Oh hell! Um, whole whole documentary about uh, people talking about like the the different things that they have seen while suffering sleep paralysis and that sort of stuff. Um. So so yeah, like it's a, a thing that has been happening forever, apparently. And in lots of different countries, they came up with different explanations for this thing that was happening to people. And in Kyrgyzstan, it's Albasti. And in 2017, a pair of filmmakers decided to make a horror film uh, about uh, two Kyrgyzstani people who who start to be visited by Albasti. So this is from uh, Eurasia.net. Um, <laughs> My favorite this, website. <laughs> this was sent to me by Aubrey. Uh, a recently released minute-long music video promoting an upcoming movie in Kyrgyzstan has provoked a swell of indignation about a perceived surge of impropriety among young women. The controversy is but the latest episode in a simmering public debate over conservative and progressive values. In the clip, a musical promo intended to generate chatter ahead of the release of Al-Basti, a horror movie hitting the big screen on June 1, Three young women sing in sultry anticipation of being visited by a boogeyman, the Albasti, the title character of the movie. So it's sort of
0: like a Monster Mash type song.
2: It really is. uh, The guy is 100%. The the person who's playing Albasti in this video clip is... he's a hundred percent like he's, he's dressed head to toe in black and his head is all covered in black as well, but he's doing the, he's doing the dance of, you know, the animated gif of the Halloween guy who's all dressed in black and has a jack-o-lantern on his head. Mm-hmm. He's doing that dance pretty much the mm-hmm. whole time. Uh, so three young women sing in sultry anticipation. Uh, while the movie is serious and dramatic in tone, the creators of the promo teaser opted for something more lighthearted. According to Kirg's storytelling tradition, Albasti, a mysterious and malevolent being, comes a visiting while victims are sleeping and strangles them. But the singers in the promo clip turn the idea on its head, adding a sly implication of sexual mischief.
0: Can I just, in anticipation, mm, I really want combo. you to hold the phrase "sly implication" mm-hmm. in your mind before hearing the following words?
2: Okay. Uh, so here's, here's some of the lyrics. Every night I lie in bed with my clothes off. He comes and I pretend not to see him. He crawls on top of me, all over me. And that is when it all begins. 1st Albasti plays with me, and then I play with him. Uh, now just to note, these, these, these are the translations of the Russian subtitles, right? And in the actual Kyrgyz, it's much more of like a deliberate double entendre
0: oh okay sure
2: so albasti the basti part of that um is is a word meaning like to press as in like a sleep paralysis demon it comes in and presses on your chest in the night you know
0: it's basically like a uh, calling a mr squish
2: uh so so they're saying like albasti as in the demon that presses on you Come and basty with me is sort of what they're saying in the thing. Come press on me. So first he presses on me and then I press on him. Uh, then I fuck him. Then I fuck that guy.
0: <laughs> I suck. I'll bust off.
2: So, so when you hear in these lyrics, it plays with me. What they're saying, what they're actually saying is, you know, he presses on me and I press on him. Uh, if the readily offended conservative lobby in Kyrgyzstan were not exercised enough by those lyrics, and they were, <laughs> some other verses sung by an effete Al Basti figure clad all in black compounded the outrage. He uh, continues, "And I press with girls, and I press with boys, and I press with the old, and I press with the young. I even press with goats."
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Hmm. The reaction from the online community was immediate and overwhelming. A result oh, went well. <laughs> A response that took the creators of the clip by surprise. Uh, I'm going to butcher some names here. Apologies. Uh, Rano Alimbaeva, one of the stars of the video, explained that their main aim was to advertise the upcoming movie. We have a movie coming out, so we decided to create a teaser made with a bit of black humor. Something Mm -hmm. for the over 18s, she said. A little something for daddy. A little. (laughs) (laughs) A little song for daddy. The director of the clip said he was taken aback by the public outcry. We didn't think people would be so critical and cynical towards the video, he said. Humor is just humor. People should take things a little more easy. And hey, who can argue with that? Mm. Critics were indignant at what they perceived as the licentiousness on display, and even worse, that the creators of the video had tainted a Kyrgyz folktale with themes of sexuality.
0: Don't you dare make our strangled demon horny.
2: <laughs> the guy who comes in at night and strangles our young women. Don't make that sexual. <laughs>
3: no.
2: I would say this was a total washout, said Umat Kalayev, a former member of the Academy of Sciences, listing his <laughs> complaints. For a start, it was immoral. Second, don't they have any ideas what clips to film? Third, (laughs) third, what kind of clownery is this? Good point. Fourth, you must not mess with otherworldly forces. This will come back to haunt you.
0: Sorry, uh, the title they gave him there? He was a former member of the Academy of Sciences?
2: Um, are they referring to the like Academy of Sciences as in the, the Academy of Awards? Isn't that what that's called? Like what, the people who get to vote on they the to Oscars? They get on the science.
0: They is that what you're They get, get to vote, vote on
2: what's true. Yeah. <laughs> is, isn't that... Is that, what, is that what I'm talking about?
0: I have no idea. I assume this is some sort of government science body, but I, I could be wrong.
2: Yeah, I think you're probably right. What clownery is this?
0: What clownery is this? This immediately makes me think of that fucking um, Tommy Lee Jones speaking to uh, Jim Carrey on the set of Batman Forever. The, uh, I cannot sanction your buffoonery.
2: (laughs) Uh, Quite a few people online seem to share his views. Some accuse the three women in the video of being little better than prostitutes who had brought shame on the nation.
1: A few things that... uh...
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, w- "Quote: We Kyrgyz people value such notion- notions as discipline, traditions, and customs. If we allow our beauties to lapse in this way, then tomorrow we can simply give away our <laughs> land, freedom, <laughs> honor, and dignity to neighboring nations." A YouTube viewer wrote in one of the most upvoted comments.
0: <laughs> "You know what? Take Kyrgyzstan. We don't even want it anymore because apparently we make demons sexy now. Yep. Why? We're all fucking and sucking overing." And- <laughs> <laughs>
1: Turkmenistan. It's a terrible place. Not like us. Why don't we just
2: flush this country down the fucking toilet? (laughs) The opposing camp was supportive of the girls in the video for poking fun at Kyrgyzstan's traditional laws and challenging the taboo on sexual themes in the local entertainment scene. Uh, Quote, in our society, which has so many hang-ups, it does sound like that might be the case, and which is so critical to creative expression, I am all for any videos like these. It was funny. Some of the humour was, you know... But I like that the girls were not shy or afraid, said Bishkek-based entrepreneur Somsabek Mamurali, a self-described feminist. Look, at least it's, you know, it's going over okay with some people.
1: Yeah, it, it wasn't funny, but it made me horny. <laughs> and, isn't,
2: <laughs> and isn't that what's really important?
0: The, the joke's not so good, but pretty sexy. <laughs> Pretty sexy, and I am feminist.
2: <laughs> so, um, here's here's a bit more Kyrgyzstani folklore for for you, because um, I'm liking I'm liking the descriptions of some of these some of these cats, some of these hip cats running around the hills. You know, <laughs> this is from silkroadexplore.com. You know, when you're just exploring the Silk Road, mm, I've done it before. Uh, since ancient times, Kyrgyz children have been frightened by stories of an angry old woman who is the local equivalent of a vampire. According to legend, the old woman has a copper nose, s- <laughs> sneaks up on hunters spending the night in the mountains, pierces their jugular vein with her nose, and drinks their blood.
1: Good God. is is 100% a bloodborne enemy. <laughs> D- yeah. During howling winter
2: <laughs> snowstorms that can tear the felt off of yurts, Grandparents tell stories of her to show what can happen to naughty little children. It
0: sounds yeah, like a vaguely salacious thing that you would say about someone. Like, she could tear the felt off of you. <laughs> <laughs> uh
2: Al-Basti, of course, who we're all familiar with, is an evil mythical creature that all Kyrgyz people learn about from the earliest days of their childhood. She comes to a person in their dreams and begins to choke them. Uh, according to other local legends, there's a mountain spirit called
0: Devon in western australia they call it poloni we watched uh we watched
2: final destination the other day which Eleanor loves and like god devon Sawa looks like shit in that movie <laughs> just just out of his like just out of his childhood star phase and he's just fucking plug ugly it's right. no good <laughs> No offense to Devon Sawa if you're listening. I mean, it sounds
0: you listen to me like just some deliberately went him. out of your way to say that they <laughs> looked fucking bad. There's no like
2: It's got no place being in a Hollywood film. It's just it's just terrible <laughs> stuff. Um, but I retract my apology if he's like a, a big MAGA guy or anything like that, you know. Uh, there's a mountain spirit called Devon that lives in the mountains around Lake Isikkul. He's something of a mountain troll. Devon can cause rock slides if you trespass onto his territory, and he is said to collect and store countless treasures of precious stones in nearby caves.
1: Good for hmm. him. I'm not really... Yeah. I'm not... I can't really get a... What's the message here? Uh, don't go
0: there, but also if you do... Pretty tempting. treasures. Go away. I mean, unless you want some of those wonderful precious stones. Mm.
2: Well, I have a, I have a few more sleep monsters here, and some of them, again, very mixed messages. Okay, Uh, this is from the website for Brooklyn Bedding.
1: Yeah, and that's not a mattress store. That's a, that's a sex website. (laughs) This is a sex website. This is a sex. Well, you better not be on there on those sex websites. (laughs) You heard, two thirds of the internet now is sex websites. (laughs)
2: Getting all these emails from sex websites. <laughs> uh, this is actually a bed store, and one of the articles they have is like, "Hey, you want to hear fuck? about some sleep monsters from around the world?"
0: I Every mean, yes, but <laughs> single institution in the world now is a content producer because that's the only way you can get people to look at your shit.
2: It's so good. I love the idea that uh, maybe this is on there so that, like, if you keep having a bad night's sleep, they can be like, "Well, let's not rush to accuse the mattress." <laughs> Have you considered? (laughs) What country do you
1: live in? Let me look down my big list here. (laughs) Koalas just sending out a uh, Blu-ray copy of The Witch with all their (laughs) mattresses. Uh, Do you live
2: in the Philippines? Because the native language is Tagalog, and it has the word uh, Bangungut. If you translate it, it means to rise and moan during sleep. Uh, That is because the Batibat spirits have come to call. Looking like an ugly fat woman... The Batty Bat are tree dwellers. But beware, if one of their homes, their tree, is used in the construction of your house, they'll come for a nighttime visit. That's nice. They use their gigantic fat ass to sit on the new homeowner's chest and push out the sleeping victim's life
0: force.
1: No, no, sorry, Andrew, can I pull you up there? Yep. Sit on the new homeowner's chest
0: and face. Oh, sorry. Oh, it's like uh, the guy that passed away recently. The guy. The guy. (laughs) With the drawings. The the guy with the (laughs) lovely pictures. Hmm.
2: Uh, Japan, nothing goes to waste on this island, nation. Okay. And leftover (laughs) pieces from the creation come together in the baku. As you would expect, this creature is a bit confused with the trunk of an elephant, the body of a bear, and the tail of an ox. It feeds on dreams. (laughs) Children may call for it to remove their nightmares.
1: Okay. Sounds Um, good so far. Yeah, and there's simply no catch whatsoever. But there's a catch. Oh, Oh, fuck. Shit. Unfortunately, the
2: Baku can also eat the hopes and motivation of the sleeper, turning them into a
1: gamer.
3: Hmm. <laughs>
1: Lucky for me, I, I already have none of that. Yeah. So, if you could take my nightmares, that'd be just a win-win situation. So,
2: this next one, all over the place, right? Maybe you want to be involved with it, maybe you don't. This one's from Hungary. Uh, this monster, the Lidek grows from a tiny egg, and has a sexual nature, just mm-hmm. like Theo.
3: <laughs> yes,
2: it can squeeze the victim, but that not only creates fear, it also creates lust. This gender-shifting demon yes. uh, sucks blood and robs the victim of his or her strength. Sounds pretty bad. But if they fall in love with the victim, they will bring them hoarded gold. Sounds pretty good. Yeah. Maybe I don't mind, like, having a little bit of my strength sucked out if there's a big pile of gold somebody brings to me. Uh, But if you don't want to take the chance of the Lydak falling in love with you and everything, uh, give it an impossible task, and they will then stick with the task, looking for a solution
0: forever, and leave you alone. Uh, Learn how to play Dwarf Fortress. Hmm. Am I right? theo specifically uh, yes i think you're 100 percent.
1: Right. i just can't work it out just can't, you can't and i keep you trying start, you every spawning, couple of
0: years and then you have to click on the well you can't click on the guys because you, you, no, know, you, you can't. you can't
1: like cursor about and there's uh, you caravan how do you go And there's down, some elves though? uh yeah, yeah it's sort of 3d but there's only like one plane at the
0: same, but then I tried to get and one of those texture packs, and then that didn't just load properly. It's so just, that was quite and confusing. then
1: like it, so it used to be in 2D, and that was like because mm. then you just go into the mountain, but, now but th- then they made ramps. it 3D, uh, you got ramped. Then yeah. you, uh, there's demons as well, magma guys will get you, yeah. The, and well, that's like if the AI doesn't just completely break halfway mm. through. Um,
2: so get the demon to play Dwarf Fortress, what yes, saying.
0: yeah, that's what that's right, yeah.
2: Uh, this demon from Turkey is a djinn. Uh, it is named the Karabasan. And it will hold the victim still and strangle them. But the djinn always has a hat. <laughs> and if you can get the hat, the djinn becomes a genie and will do anything you want. This so- is also
0: true of anyone in a ska band. <laughs> if you can take their fedora, they have to do what you tell them.
2: Give it back. Go and pick up my McNuggets first.
0: Oh, fine. Okay. You're
2: holding the holding the hat up in the air, <laughs> even though they've got those like um those those thick soled black shoes with like the the white white tops. They still can't jump up there. You know.
1: Hey, hey! Stop making ironic covers. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, then we've got the country of Chile, the women of the Chilean island of. Chilo have an irresistible nighttime visitor. He's a sporty guy and no woman can resist he's him. He's a
0: sporty guy. He's a hot pervert. <laughs> he's turning up with a squash racket.
2: <laughs> if a woman if a woman becomes pregnant and the circumstances of the pregnancy can't be explained, you guessed it. The father is Trauco, the nighttime visitor.
1: He's just like the incredible the, carbs. He's just
2: the local like the local yoga teacher. <laughs>
0: His no. legs are so toned from tiptoeing about. Looks <laughs> <laughs> like a very good posture, though. Definitely looks like he does a lot of yoga. Mm. Absolutely certain it's not the yoga instructor. Oh, no, it's a, a demon. Demon. It's Ooh. a dark demon. Ooh. Nighttime purpose. <laughs>
2: That's right. So when your he wife has a
0: ponytail for some reason. <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's funny that your wife gets pregnant uh, and you didn't have sex with her and then you're like, damn it, have you been cheating on me? And she's like, no, no, it was just uh, just the nighttime visitor who came and impregnated me in the night and he's gone now. And you're like, so don't even damn it. And he's like,
1: it. that's all fun.
0: Yeah.
2: Oh, Trauco, okay.
0: You do maternity finally, yoga now, interesting, okay.
2: And finally, in Catalonian legend and popular culture, the Pesanta is an enormous dog. Or sometimes a cat. It's like make up your mind, you know? And it goes into people's houses in the night and puts itself on their chests, making it difficult for them to breathe and causing them the most horrible nightmares. The pesanta is black and hairy with steel paws. But they have holes in them, so they can't take anything.
1: (laughs) So, (laughs) So That's
2: that's fine. It's just such a fun detail. It's causing me horrible nightmares. Uh, but at least it can't take any of the change in the bowl next to the bed.
0: It can't jack my shit because it falls through the middle of its paws. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm looking at some illustrations here, and that is just, yep, just a hole.
2: He tried uh, to take my car keys, fell straight through, clattered on the floor. Idiot. Sorry, I'm
0: going to just paste an image into the chat here. Uh, this is, you know, it's a black dog. Uh, with holes in it But something about the art just suggests In every way that the person who drew it Wished it was furry art
1: mm-hmm. Well and I think if you If you kind of zoom in a little bit there You will see that this this picture came from Deviantart.com uh-huh. oh, Wonderful website uh-huh. The site for perverts yeah.
2: Well look um, you know terrible, terrible visitor to get If you don't like having bad dreams But probably great to get a hand job from You know <laughs>
0: Some words to av- some ways to avoid this creature. Mm-hmm. Uh, spread some millet in the threshold of your bedroom. Okay. Place a broom next to your bed, or pronounce some words that will force it to count all the stars in the sky. Tell us which words those are. <laughs> hey, uh, could you just quickly count all the stars in the sky? <laughs> I, I, I think sure I think no, you yeah, can I action think- that one, straight away two. by close a business. That'd be sick. Thank you.
2: Maybe that could be the impossible task that you give to the Leduc. You know,
0: hey, just count all the Until stars, guy. You sky, really you dumb counter. bitch. Sorry, I've got one more image here, just in case you didn't get it the first time around. And I'm aware this is um sort uh, of an audio medium. <laughs> uh, so first, first Theo, we're hearing about it. Theo, but... maybe you can describe this.
1: Oh, okay. So we've got a bit of a um a split, uh, split image. There's two two parts to this image. Um, the first uh, is a is a boy in a bed. He's sort of sweating or crying, eyes closed. And there is three, of the uh, Pesanta. Pesanta? sure, paisano, I believe. Yeah, uh, paisanta. P- <laughs> it's from, um, oh, of course, yeah. Catalonia. Yeah, um, one of them's looking quite happy. Uh, another one is standing on the child, and there's sort of um, blue, like steam or mist coming out of the, its front two paws. And then the last one's looking quite coy. Sort of bashful, almost. Sort of bashful. Uh, and then. Uh, in the second part of this image, again, child sweating in the bed, um, same demon dog, now with glowing blue eyes, uh, that same mist coming out of his mouth, uh, looking just more aggressive. I don't really know the story it's trying to tell here. Um, I, I'm I'm confused now, as to the folklore.
0: Well, certainly also because uh, the images sort of overlap. It's hard to tell whether... This is intended to be a chronological sequence, or, oh, or if there or are th- twins, twins, uh, one of them's getting attacked by three, and vassadas. twins, twins. Et mm. uh, no, uh, yeah, hard to say. Well,
2: uh, so that's just something to think about. That has been your Kyrgyzstan updates. Uh, so, just you know, if you're having terrifying nightmares where you feel that something is pressing on your chest, making it difficult to breathe, maybe you're waking up, but you can't move any of your limbs, you're trapped in a horrifying nightmare in the prison of your own mind. Maybe just crack open a book, try and figure out what your local one is. Maybe the demon has a hat you could snatch, some kind of deal you could make. You could maybe even be getting rich. You know?
0: So just... Or just,
2: you could fuck him. Yeah, you, you could maybe suck or fuck the demon. Get
0: sucked uh, or fucked by the demon. Get sucked da- or fucked, yeah. I mean, it couldn't hurt. <laughs> uh,
2: a lot of them don't seem to... If you're not sure. A lot of them really don't seem to mind who they're sucking or fucking, so your chances are pretty good. I guess what I'm saying is, you know, you've got you to look on the bright side. You know, you can't be a victim. You can't be a victim all your life. You've got to say, hey, how can I turn this situation around to my advantage? How can I steal this genie's hat?
3: How
0: can can I I suck or fuck my way out of this?
2: How can I I get sucked, fucked, left with a big pile of gold and then send this idiot demon off on an impossible quest?
1: You know? We can give you Ben's address. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Yep.
2: Well, that's it, everybody. See you next time.
3: Bye. Bye.